Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I was a casting director for film and TV and commercials for over 30 years. I transitioned to a celebrity acting coach after I cast a film, New Jersey Drive, with executive producer Spike Lee and director Nick Gomez. I auditioned every rapper from Biggie Smalls to Tupac. And I realized that rappers and musical artists, they needed help transitioning to acting. My clients consist of musical artists from Buster Rhymes to Eve, Missy Elliott, Angela Yee from The Breakfast Club, and Vanessa Simmons, to name a few. I also coach sports stars and host as well. I feel I have the best of both worlds. As a casting director, I know exactly what they're looking for. And as an acting coach, I can coach you to be remembered in that room. Now, I know. I know actors want to get the job. I get that. But being remembered by a casting director, that is powerful. And now it's time for meditation of the day. Some days I wish I could go back in life, not to change things, just to feel a few things twice. Falling in love is one of the best feelings we can have. You feel good and free. You want better for you and everyone else. You feel inspired, motivated. Your confidence soars. Everything is good, even when it's bad. You can move mountains and spread those good vibes all around. Today, I will fall in love with me. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host. 
Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone to look out for my new show, Inside the Black Box. I'll be co-hosting with the great Joe Morton. We'll be on Crackle Network real soon. I'll keep you posted. Welcome to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. You guys are always in for a treat, every single show. And I am so grateful to know our guest and to have been on their journey and continue to be on their journey. So ladies and gentlemen, I want you to stand up. I want you to put your hands together for Dean Edwards. <laughs> What's up, Tracy? How you doing? Miss you. Oh my Miss God. you. I, Dean, I felt like Christmas last night. I couldn't sleep. I was like, I can't wait to see Dean. <laughs> likewise. Likewise. It's been, it's been too long. <sighs> yeah, it has. And I, I, I thought about that when Mark was on the show last week. Mm. And I was like, we got to get together because, yeah. um, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to tell you how far back I go with Dean, right? So I will never... There, I, I have to write a book like Tracy's moments, like with you yeah, guys, you right? So my moment with Dean, it was my first job at, at HBO. HBO had what's called interstitials, which are basically commercials, right? Yeah. So I got my first interstitial with HBO and I had to cast um, a younger, uh, a version of Chris Rock, right? And... It didn't matter like if people look like Chris, it didn't matter what the age was. I was doing this for Chris Rock's show that was on HBO. Right. His, his late night HBO show, yeah. Late night and in comes Dean Edwards. <laughs> and Ayana and I were like, I don't care if they don't want him, we're gonna stay with him for the rest of our lives. Cause this dude right here, you guys, Dean, tell us well, do you remember the moment? Remember when he- I remember that audition perfectly. <laughs> I remember it because I remember when we ran into each other later on. And, and here's the thing. Um, all actors, may, actors know, but the, the people that aren't in the world of actors and theater yeah. and television and film might not realize that Every audition, you pretty much you prepare you you spend more time on the audition and preparing and even traveling to the audition. And the audition is over in (laughs) if you get a couple of minutes, that was a long audition. Yeah. Audition usually like if a if a page represents 30 seconds, and I think that was probably the commercial, the spot was the interstitial was may have been 30 seconds, right? Yeah. It was it was for probably preparing for like season two or season three of Chris's Emmy Award, Ace Award yeah. winning show. Yeah. And so and I'm I'm as a, I'm a stand-up, but I'm also a fan of Chris and I'm also I do impressions. Right. So anytime auditions came came through uh my manager at the time and it had in, something that involved an impression we were like oh this is money so I, yeah. i'm happy to see a black casting director right <laughs> that, that's, that's exciting because i'm like oh there are more of us finally you know <laughs> so i see tracy i am and i go in and, they, and they're laughing right y'all are laughing yes and i'm, uh, and I'm excited because anytime you get feedback in an audition, any mm-hmm. any response is positive. When you get mm-hmm. laughter, two things happen. Number one, you're you're nailing the punchlines. Number two, mm-hmm. you're you're saying to yourself, "I'm glad I'm not out in the waiting room hearing all this laughter because now I gotta follow that, right? Because right. that's that's uh, the whole audition process oh, yeah. is it's a lot of mental because you sitting you sitting out. I usually 
if, if I'm near the audition room, I walk mm-hmm. away or step far enough away that I'm not hearing everything that's happening because right. that, can, that can mess with your psyche and you mm-hmm. should be focused on, on the work and the material at hand. So I was glad. I was like, I'm glad I'm in here, not out there, right? <laughs> right. So afterwards, you know, you walk away knowing, and, and I was younger and, you know, yeah. as an actor, so I'm like, oh, I know I'll book this. <laughs> Ain't nobody coming with this, son. <laughs> And and uh, and you walk out or you leave and you call your your manager your agent you're like yo I think I think there's a good shot and then right. nothing happens right and you never find right. out why you never right. find out the why um, maturity and being in the business long enough teaches you you know there's a good chance that why you don't get something has nothing to do with you and so right. what you and I wound up reconnecting shortly thereafter and and we became friends you actually before we even became friends you told me which i appreciate i won't say why i didn't get it right um, but i appreciated you saying because essentially tracy said you were good enough we were we wanted we wanted you to be part of that but there were reasons beyond our control that you didn't mm-hmm. get it but just know that you got some skills and you'll be fine yeah so, I, so years later if i didn't tell you back then i might have but i'm saying again thank you for that because sometimes all of actors course. all we want is encouragement right yeah. you know, all, yeah. everything we're doing is is you know you're you're open up opening up and revealing yourself and giving people something that you normally might only do in your bedroom in the in the mm-hmm. comfort of your the silence of your solitude and so when every, every audition you're putting yourself out there and most of the time that you know statistically you're you're if you're not hearing no not getting the call back not booking yeah. the job is essentially a no so in a business full of no's even though i didn't get a yes for that i got a yes later on from you to to my talent which which encourages and and motivates you and gives you some some gas to keep going so i appreciate that oh i mean of course like i mean that that ayana and i and at that time you guys ayana was my assistant it's like it, we when we were moved by talent, mm-hmm. we attached ourselves in a sense that um, like other casting directors, we we keep calling you in every time right, we have right. something that's, you know, pertains to your character mm-hmm. or we talk about you to other casting directors and other people right. um, to, you know, stay connected and like, do you know this guy, Dean Edwards? But I'm going to tell you one of the things that really inspired me to, you know, say, I'm jumping on this journey. (laughs) Your disposition, Dean, you are the most positive, happiest person I've ever known in my life. No, I'm I'm not just saying this, you guys. Like, he comes to auditions exactly how you're supposed to. Happy to be there and have an opportunity. And you know what, Dean? You were the example when I used to say in the classes, you guys are looking at the audition process wrong. You're coming in terrified. You're coming in sweating mm. and shaking. And, you know, we're uncomfortable, too. I don't right. know. You. Right. you know what I'm saying? Right. So on top of that, now I'm nervous. I'm like, you know, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> right. You should you you would come in, Dean, and it was a one man show. And we hey. were your audience. And it right. was like, yeah. are you ready, Dean? Are yeah. you ready? Right. <laughs> right. It's like, OK. You, your disposition, you are an example of not only being talented, but someone that we want to work with because that's extremely important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so that's, what that's, keeps that's, you, because Dean, I've known you, you guys, Dean invited me to his wedding, which was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I had the best time to this yo, day. At your wedding. Wedding, you know what? I, I don't brag on a lot of things. Come on. But but I, I stand and comics mm. comedians are the most jaded, jaded individuals. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, we had everybody from rest in oh peace to Todd Lynn. Yeah. Rest in peace to Patrice O'Neill. Yes. Um, Artie Fuqua, Will Sylvince, uh, uh, Rich Pierre Louis, Mark Fearball, yeah. uh, uh, just so Keith Rip, Keith Robinson, Keith, Kev, yes. Kev Hart's uh, uh, mentor. Um, Kev actually was supposed to be there, but he was shooting Soul Plane. Godfrey was supposed to be there, uh, but he was shooting Soul Plane. Soul Plane, yeah. Like we had, I've had comics to this day. Actually, a week ago, I was talking to Keith. And he mentioned something about the wedding. And again, like I said, comics are jaded, but comics to this day are like, yo, they were like, yeah. yo, your wedding, 
Yeah. Son, your wig was was fire. And, yeah. and my 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 main, you know, kudos to my wife. We're, we're coming up on geez, 18 years um at the beginning of August. Shout out to We've been Tracy. together 20 That's her name, you guys. Yeah, Tracy, Tracy. Shout out to her. Yeah, yeah. Another <laughs> yeah, which is funny because anytime I say Tracy's in my in my household, it's between you, my wife. Well, hold up, between my wife, gotta say her first. Between yeah. my wife, Tracy Moore. Uh, Tracy Lorraine, uh, and then Tracy Morgan. So it's like, yeah. I, I always have to distinguish, oh, yeah. no, that's, that's Ice-T, Tracy Lorraine, that's Tracy Morgan. <laughs> you know, so I have to go through uh, being specific. But yeah, we just, we had a great, I appreciate hey, you, you come in. We, we oh. just wanted it to be, um, you know, a celebration. And because I'm a comic, they were just, I, you know, I was on SNL at the time. So I could say yeah. to my wife, whatever you want, I, I got, I can write the check for it. But I said, <laughs> I want to make sure that our, that everyone has a good time and yeah. that we don't have to shuttle from one location to a, another. I, oh, oh, I never liked weddings that you have to go to the church and then yeah. everyone has to caravan like you're going to a funeral with the yeah. flashing lights, you gotta go to a different location to party. So we found uh Glen, was it Glen Island? Glen, Glen Har Harbor Cole? Beach Club, something, something. Yeah. It was, it was uh it was like yeah. right on Long Island Sound in Westchester, Ooh. man. And then uh and as soon as you walked yes. into the because there was a chapel on the on the uh top floor top. and then right. in the uh, bottom floor when you walked in the, the you could go into there was a reception area, but there was yeah. a big it was just this big lobby sort of alcove as soon as you walked in, we had a cipher of comics. Yeah. And all the comics <laughs> I just mentioned were just, in, we yeah. were just standing. They were just waiting <laughs> to launch it to whoever came there. Patrice snapped on my, on my, on the minister. Patrice, our, our minister had the audacity uh, to come in a yellow. He came in a suit this color, right? Oh, no. Came in a suit oh, this no. color and the comics launched into him and, and I'll never forget, Patrice was like, what is this? Ugh, is he is he about to go on tour with the Kings of Ministry? Like, yo, they they went in. My mother wasn't happy, but <laughs> but we had some great footage. It was it was oh my it was, God. It was just Todd, rest in peace. He yeah. was the MC and he yeah. was amazing. Yeah. And, and you know what was great? I remember too is that I don't know about how you guys did it, but seating wise, mm -hmm. you put people together who, you know, to this day, I remain friends with some of the people that I met at oh, your table. And that dope. was just such a great yeah. synergy. So, yeah, I mean, I'm serious, you guys. His wedding was unbelievable. Like, yeah. I'm so happy that I went and I was invited. Thank you. Thank um, you. Yes. <laughs> I want to talk about SNL because... Mm -hmm. Um, for those of you who know Dean, you know that he is coined as one of the best. He does the best impression of Denzel Washington. I, I appreciate you saying that, and I and I will take that compliment. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just remember the scene with you and Miss Rudolph. Oh. <laughs> And this is right. when, um, when, yeah, when you right guys, after, um, right after then it was, it was, uh, February or March 2002, um, Denzel, Halle Berry won, was the first African-American woman right. to, to win the Best Actress Award Actress. for Monsters Ball. And Denzel won Best Actor for um, for Training Day. Whoopi was, ho it was a black year. You know, yeah. you know the Academy does that every so yep. often when it's when it's one year mm -hmm. where it's Oscar's so white, they're like, okay, we got to do something to placate <laughs> them and keep them off our backs. Um, and deservedly, that's not to say Denzel and yeah, Halle yeah, yeah, absolutely. weren't deserving absolutely. and Whoopi was a brilliant host, but I actually wrote that um uh that weekend update piece. It was um oh. that that was during my first season on SNL. Um, my first season, my actually my first day of um of to work um and meet the entire cast and, mm -hmm. and writers was supposed to be uh September 11, 2001. Um so we got we got preempted, obviously. Wow. Um and then Six months later, six, seven months later, I started kind of finding my footing uh -huh. and I started realizing that, you know, it play to your strengths. Right? right. And one of my strengths is the impressions. And I also was like, you know what? I'm I'm one of a, a handful of black cast members on the show is myself, Tracy Morgan and Maya Rudolph. Uh -huh. Um 
So I said, you know, instead of instead of running away from it, I'm going to play play into it. So I remember I was on the road doing doing SUNY Delhi School Upstate New York at the mm-hmm. night of the Oscars. And when I saw Hallie with the crying and I didn't put a thing, I wound up. I said, you know what? And I was laughing, right? As comics, oh. we, we always laugh at um, you know, uh, yes. discomfort because the audience is like. Uh, she's crying, but she won. Um, <laughs> so I, I, in that moment, I wrote something yeah. because she, she, she was thanking everyone. She's like, I want to yeah. thank, I want to thank, uh, I want to thank all the women that came before me. And then while she's doing that, I just started ripping. I was like, I want to thank the the pine saw lady. You go, girl. <laughs> I want to thank, I want to thank Esther, Esther Rose, good times. And and so I wrote the sketch that night. Right. Uh, your recent guest, Mark Theobald, I hit Mark up, who always would help me write on the show. I called him. We ironed out the idea. I brought it in. And I said, you know, and this is what I learned um, being at SNL is, you know, maneuvering the the political side. Right. Right. Um, because, you know, everyone that has talent relies solely on their talent and forgets that there's a business, that it's show business. business. Right. And it's four letters. Business is eight. Right. So yeah. focus, focus on the business as well. So I said, you know what? The best way for me to get this on the air is if I partner with a senior writer and what better mm-hmm. senior writer than Tina Fey. So right. we were off that week. So the following Monday, when we when we started back, I I saw Tina in the hall. I was like, "Yo, I have this idea," and I just went into pitch mode and I started pitching it. And I started, you know, I said Esther Rolls. I said, uh, I said, um, and then she, then my, then um, Tina's like, uh, I want to thank Shirley from Good t- from from uh, what's happening, and she started running off a list of, of uh, you know, famous black women. Right. So I was in my mind, I was like, okay, boom, I got her. And right. so now her name's on top of uh, on top of the uh, the script with mine. Right. Boom, we went to air, and it was my first. It was the first thing I wrote that actually made it to air. I had written other sketches that made it to the dress rehearsal show and made it to air, but got cut because the show ran long. But that right. was the first joint that I wrote uh, that was in the middle of the show and and got a great response. I'm still I'm still praying. It's on YouTube, y'all. Y'all could if y'all if you it's hilarious. You have to Washington see it. And Halle Berry, uh, Oscar Oscars on SNL. You'll you'll see the sketch. Yeah. So has Denzel ever reached out to you or you ran into him or he called yeah, you? You know, up? his son, when his son, I think John, John, John David, when he played mm-hmm. football, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say he played for the Broncos and I was doing a, um, I was doing something, I forgot the player's name. I was doing something for one of the players um, has an annual golf benefit. So I was out there for the weekend mm-hmm. and I did, I did a joke about I'm doing Denzel Washington on stage or something. And uh, one, of, one of the players comes over, they're like, you know his son is here. I was like, oh. And they were like, nah, he's, he said it's dope. I was like, okay, I don't want, I don't want no trouble. I don't want any trouble. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so I don't know if Denzel has, has uh, you know, I hope he has. I hope yeah, he knows it comes from a place of, of love because um, I've heard, I've, I've seen him. Uh, offer constructive criticism where he's like, you know, I've seen I've seen people do impressions of me and they're not they're not doing an impression of me. They're doing an impression of a character that uh, I play because most people do an impression of training day. They most people right. are doing Antonio where King Kong, hey, I'm putting cases on all you. Whereas me, I like to hear Denzel when he, you know, when he's subtle, when he talks and he's like, you know, we, we, uh, you know, there's power in, in your words and, and, and you can be more than, than God, God, you know, God doesn't, uh, man gives the award, God gives a reward, you know, that to me, that's, that's the essence of Denzel. And, and we, you know, we both rep, rep Mount Vernon lovely. So it's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been a fan since, uh, since St. Elsewhere. Oh my God! Or, or was it? Yeah, was it saying that? Was I, yeah. What I saw him in a play in '84 uh, called Checkmates. Oh, I've heard, um, yeah, I've heard of Checkmates. Yeah. Yo, Checkmates. Him and um, Loretta Devine played his wow, wife, wow. and then Ruby D and Paul Win Paul Winfield Ooh, played damn. the dad. That's a yeah. powerful cast right oh there. Oh my God! I sat in that audience and I was like pointing, like that guy right there. Uh, it's a wrap. Like, yeah. and then saying elsewhere, and the rest is history. Yeah. You know um, when you know. You know when you know. You know when yeah. you see it. You know. And I was going to say with you, um, as an actor, first as a comedian, um, but 
the way you explain it, Denzel, it makes so much sense because as a comedian, you were able to morph yourself into these different people. But as an actor, you live the authenticity of who they right. are. Right. So how does that help you, um, not just with your impressions, but mm-hmm. just characters? Because, you know, I stress to this audience mm-hmm. to do their due diligence and go to imdb.com and look at your credits. Mm-hmm. So as an actor, how do you prepare for other characters that um, we don't know? And that you are creating, right? Um, I I believe in you know total total immersion. You know, I I believe yeah. uh, you know I'm I'm a fan of uh, of method. You know, with with the impressions. Um, if if I'm you know people always ask if I like how long did it take you to get that? I'm like didn't take it. That's that's a natural gift that God blessed yeah. me with with a a gift of mimicry. That if I hear someone. I can, I can, cause it's almost like a musical instrument. Right. And mm-hmm. so if, so if I hear Denzel, I, I know automatically that there's a, there's a slight, there's a slight New York Jewish tone. There's a slight New York Italian, mm-hmm. uh, his S's are S H. And so when he speaks, he, uh, you know, he has a heavy tongue. So there's certain things that he says that the S is S H and, 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 and and he sits sits on the bottom of his throat as where oh. where where somebody like Tracy Morgan he he's sitting on the top of his throat right and 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 so everything he's saying is cascading over the tongue when when you hear somebody like Jay Z Jay Z is at the back of his throat right and so when he's when he's projecting at the back of his throat he's he there's a rasp to everything he's saying where with Erica Badu you know there's a bubble in her throat and so when she speaks so but that's I hear wow. hear, hear them almost like like. Like, uh, like instruments, right? Wow. And as far as uh, bringing characters to life in, in any anything I've been fortunate enough to 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 act in, I you know I was a kid that you know, and to this day, my my family gets annoyed because when I I'm always listening, right? right. I'm always I'm always watching. If I go to a concert. Even if I'm watching Beyonce on stage, I'm watching the audience because I want to see what she's doing and where she's hitting like beats that are keeping people transfixed. And and so I'm watching the reaction of the audience. I'm always I'm always aware whether it's in a in a casting room, I'm aware of the audience that's watching. If it's if it's a, you know, the comedy seller or the laugh factory, I'm aware Mm -hmm. of the audience. If I'm in my room, hey, I'm I'm like, yo, God, (laughs) if God turned to channel Dean and he's watching, God is entertained right now. I I make myself (laughs) laugh, yo. I I keep myself entertained. And I, you know, I've never had a problem. Uh, I like escaping into role. I, I actually yeah. acting wise, I I love drama. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. because I I I A I don't think that people expect um comics or, or comedic actors to have mm-hmm. drama. I I love mm-hmm. I remember um remember reading for uh well I think I, I it was either the great debaters mm-hmm. or uh, the James Brown get on get on up was it uh, with Chadwick Boseman recipe? Oh, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. reading for one of those. I think it was Great Debaters. I forgot the cast name. Oh, I love Nate yeah. Parker. Yeah, Nate. Nate did his thing. So, and and that's the other thing. When you see someone like Nate Parker book, you're like, okay, I'm I'm I'm, yeah. I'm not mad. I didn't get that. Right? You know, <laughs> I'm good with that. All right, all right. But I remember reading for it, and after I was finished, casting said, um, she hit me with actually. She was like, that was actually really good, right? And I like that because right. that means you saw my my resume. You went to IMDb, right? And you might have had a preconceived idea of what I was going to do. You're like, oh, another comic. Here we go. Yeah. And when it when it came time to 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 go in the room, I, I'm in I'm I'm dressed the part, uh, you know, yeah. uh, and, and you know you blow their socks off, so yeah. that even if you don't book it, you at least left an impression and, yes. and got to got to you know disprove a myth and maybe make it a little easier for the next comic actor that comes in there and make them say, oh, you know, let, let's give give this uh, this person a chance. They are yeah. acting. So I, I like I like getting lost behind the role and especially drama because of the low lower expectation based on what what, you know, my forte is. And also, I think that comedians don't get a chance to exercise that muscle. I agree. And I agree. so I think you guys actually make brilliant dramatic actors because that's, that's something that 
I mean, we've seen the history of that from Jamie Foxx to Ray Charles, you know, Tom Richard Hanks, Pryor. Yeah. Richard Pryor, yeah. like, in, yes, Richard Pryor. Yeah. So um, one of the things that um, um, I appreciate about that in the transition is that I've been to Dean's shows and Dean, oh my God, like you see, we're crying on the podcast. So imagine being one of his shows. Well, to see you transition into drama, like comedians have this responsibility of like in your shows of making people laugh, right? Right, right. You don't know these people in the audience and you're pulling out this emotion. I think if you can do that, you can most definitely tap into that drama uh, muscle and soar. Yeah, you know, I... People might take offense to me saying it, but to, in my opinion, having done both, I believe it's it's more challenging mm-hmm. to make a stranger laugh than it is to make a stranger yep. cry. Yep. Um, I always use the example of if if you if 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 a crowd of people are gathered around and they see a, an animal or God forbid a child mm-hmm. um, in peril, mm-hmm. um, you've you automatically you're gonna have emotion where people are crying and like oh gosh and and some people might might shed a tear. Mm-hmm. But it's harder to take that same group of strangers, put them in a room and and find something that's funny that will connect with all of them in the same way. That's the alchemy yeah. of comedy, specifically stand-up comedy, is finding um, finding a common common thread in their humanity that that connects with all of them to make them all laugh at the exact same moment. And so and so, you know, for comics, for stand-ups, uh, comedians, um, to me the that part of what makes us great actors is every night I go out on stage, I gotta act like this is the first time I'm saying this. Every that's time. Right. That's, that's right. That's not that's not accounting for whatever I'm improving, whatever's coming off the dome, whatever freestyle right. I'm doing. But the act, the 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 twenty some odd minutes that I did on uh on Netflix's Tiffany Haddis presents Day Ready season yeah, two episode six, right? Yeah. Those those twenty some odd minutes that I did, I had to make sure that that material and during the pandemic, I had yeah. I had about four weeks to prepare the material mm-hmm. um, four weeks of going out during a pandemic and getting on stage wherever I could to say, you know, this 20, 21, 22 minutes is going to connect not just with the audience in Long Beach while we're shooting, but to the world, to people in Turkey, to people mm-hmm. in, in Egypt and Dubai and South Africa. And to me, that's the magic of, of what we do or one of the things that makes what we do magical and proves yeah. that we do have some sort of acting jobs because what I did um, when we shot it on in Netflix uh, or in uh, in October for Netflix, mm-hmm. I had to act like, you know, this is the first time I'm creating this. It is the first time it's new to me and it's yeah. going to be and it's making me laugh. And so it's going to be new to new to the world when they see it. And, and to yeah. me, that's one of uh, the arguments, I guess, I would have for people that say that doubt that comedians can make great actors as well. Wow. You've summed it up brilliantly. And our 28 minutes are up. Boom. I'll come back for you. I do have a minute and a half, Dean Edwards. Yeah. For you, we always ask our we have treasure chests, uh, you know, on this show. And yeah. our guests come in just the diamonds and the pearls. So right. whatever you want to drop in there, please, for our audience. Hey, uh, whatever whatever you're doing, focus and commit to it, man. You know, a uh, great, great acting coach, uh, Larry Morse, you know, I worked with and and he said, don't don't feel entitled. You know, if you mm. believe you deserve something, do the work. The work is 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 uh is what makes you progress. You know, you may not get the immediate gratification, but if you if you keep working, someone says to me, I want to be a comedian, get on stage. I want to be an actor. Uh go go uh, w- uh work on audition and, and and work on work on your dialects. You know, mm-hmm. do all the work. Work, go to mm-hmm. dialect class, go to vocal co- uh class, go to the spirited actor uh class, you know, work with <laughs> someone that's going to help enhance your 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 skill set because yeah. no one ever said no one ever got mad at you for being over prepared. You know who gets mad at somebody being over prepared? People that didn't prepare. Right, right. That's 
just called haters. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just be, just be prepared. <laughs> Oh, man, Dean, I'm telling you, I was excited like Christmas. Um, I'm so, yeah. so glad. Just beyond what I, what I, I didn't even have any expectations. I just wanted to share you with everybody oh, and all thanks, my friends. Stacey. Thank you. So I am so, so happy to have you on. And ladies and gentlemen, he's going to stick with us. Yeah. So we're going to be back yeah. with the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore, for class in session. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Spirited Actor Podcast with me, Tracy Moore. You are still in for a treat. Dean Edwards is still with us. Okay, so this is this is it. Class in session. All right. So I want to introduce my stellar cast, starting with my writer in residence and Spirit Actor alumni, Leanne Amato. Hi. And our Spirit Actor alumni, Michael Eric. What's happening, Michael? What's up, Tracy? I love you. Thanks for having me. Dean, you're amazing. Thank you for waking up. (laughs) Yeah, that's Elsa. Elsa does the casting, you know, but I appreciate love when you guys go the extra mile. Um, And then uh, we have another Spirit Actor alumni, Jaleesa Capri, who's going to be reading the narrative. Hey, Jaleesa. Hey. All right, you guys. So, um, okay. So once the scene is over, Dean, whatever feedback in, you know, whatever you want to give them, they are very, very open to hearing. Okay. So everybody ready and action. Blackout, written by Leanne Amato. Interior, hotel room, St. Thomas night. Janine pops up out of bed strong, gasping for air. It's pitch black. She's looking around at everything. Feeling the mattress underneath her. Her breathing gets heavier and heavier to the point it wakes her man up. What is wrong with you? Power went out or the hotel's under attack. Really? First you sleep with goggles on. Then you got cotton balls in your ear because the bugs is crawling in and now you want me to believe this in terror shit? 
She notices through the balcony window the entire resort is blacked out. Janine gets out of bed, frantic, and runs to the light switch. Nothing. Oh my God. It's happening. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <sighs> it is kind of sexy. You want to go to the balcony? He gets up and reaches for the balcony door. She yells out. No! Don't you dare open that door. Are you smart? Damien, can you just shut the fuck up? You're making it worse right now. You don't have a seizure over some lights out. There is no more hair. She starts standing herself down with magazines and pouring water over her head. See, babe, you asking for it. You, oh, you know what? Dang. Like, Pacing and now softly waving her hands in the air to calm herself down. She begins her mantras. Okay. Three, two, one. One, two, three. Nothing is wrong with me. Three, two, one. One, two, three. Nothing is wrong with me. He pops open a bag of chips and throws one in his mouth. Yeah. Uh, that's that white shit, I tell you. Don't be out. You fucking have something better to say? Janine goes to the hotel room door to see if people are in the hallways and realizes because the lock is automatic, she can't open the door. Babe, we're stuck. We're stuck in here. We're not going to make it out. We're not going to make it out. I love you. Babe, hold me, please. Oh, it's like, it's like being in a real escape room. <laughs> See? That's my trigger word. Why would you use that word? A moment later, he starts breathing really heavily, too. Are you having an anxiety attack? Nah, I'm just doing this with you. The, you told the therapist you wanted to be more involved, so. <laughs> Damn. And boom, the lights and AC click on. Janine looks around and calms down. She returns to her former glory. Damien, <clears throat> baby, can I ask you a favor? The next time I'm having an anxiety attack, don't do shit, okay? Don't talk, don't move, don't even fucking breathe, okay? I'm the one that got you through this. What's up, let's go to the balcony now. She abruptly grabs the bag of chips out of his hand and walks past him, ignoring him. Give this shit to me. Fuck in my face. And off to the balcony she goes, solo. And see. Very good, you guys. Dean, I'm going to throw it to you. <laughs> Excellent job. I like the... Uh... The first off, kudos to to the to the writing, um, understanding the the constraints of acting via Zoom and not being in the same room. Um, I liked I liked the story, especially being um, <laughs> I like the contrast in Leanne's character versus Michael's character, um, and 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 how you both were playing total opposites of of where. <laughs> Because he just wanted some and she's losing her mind because the lights are are out. So comedically, it was funny. Uh, kudos to Leanne, because I actually the man in me when you first were you reminded me of my wife. And I was like, yeah, that's how they do. Right. <laughs> but but then once I realized how uh how fragile and, and frustrated and scared you were, I actually said to myself, I said, oh, shoot, my, my smile just faded. I'm, even though I'm watching you in a box, I'm like, I really was worried. I was like, well, what's going on in this hotel? Uh, is this some Hotel Rwanda uh, situation <laughs> yeah. or, or what have you? Yeah. But I love that Michael stayed in the pocket, the only my my I guess my my constructive criticism, and I, I I don't like doing these things. I'm like the Paul Abdul on on the panel, um, <laughs> but there were both of you had two two switches. Leanne, when you when you were saying to him in the, in the you know next next time uh, this this happens, don't do anything. You're very expressive in your face um, from what I saw in the last, you know, couple of minutes, uh, you know, but because you're so expressive, you want to be you want to watch 
you have a great smile, but when you were saying it, you to me you lost some of the the tenor in your anger towards him because you were smiling. And and you can use that. I mean, that's not to say don't do it, but if you're gonna do it, then if I'm doing it and not to line read, but if I'm doing it, I'm gonna take my time saying it so that he knows that I'm really angry versus him versus you just smiling while you're saying it because the cadence with which you're saying it. I'm like, oh, so he is going to get some, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Michael, there was, there was, there was also there was a, there was something similar, almost the same exact note when you realized that she was. I, I wanted some, some at least acknowledgement from you, even if you were going to still play yeah. play it the way you played it as far as the, the character was written, that you're like, all right, well, good. But I wanted at some point you to just acknowledge that your wife or your girlfriend is going through some sort of peril and I should comfort her because to me that just would make it a, a, a hair more believable. But aside from that, I thought you guys were great. Wow. I agree with that note. I, I definitely agree with that. Wow. Round of applause here to the actor. Yeah. Thank you, Lee and Amato and Michael and Lisa Capri. Great job. And once again, I just want you guys to put your hands together and stand up for Dean Edwards, comedian, actor, oh, writer, you. producer thank extraordinaire. Thank you. Thank Yay. you. Thank, thank you, you so guys. much, Dean. No, thank you for having me. I, I, I wanted to say, I didn't get a chance to say in our first segment, um, anyone that's, that's uh, watching, man, you have to know how, how, how wonderful this gift of this podcast is because Tracy Moore, she actually was one of my acting coaches, um, for, you know, for years and, and has always been someone that I've been able to call if I have an audition and she can give me notes and give me some feedback, some constructive criticism. And one of my one of my favorite moments uh, professionally was uh, my second season of SNL when Eve was a musical guest, um, I think she came up with, did she come up with Gwen Stefani or was she doing her own solo joint? I don't I, remember. I want to say with Gwen Stefani. Okay. Because, the, yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They came up with Gwen Stefani and uh, to do blow your mind. And Tracy was, was working with Eve at the time. Y'all were like the tightest, tightest of friends. So, yeah. so it was, just, it was always dope when you knew people that were coming up to SNL, but there was something extra special when, when you were up there with Eve, because, a, that means I didn't have to use one of my tickets to give to you because you only got two tickets a week. <laughs> but it was it was just great to be able to because you want to you yeah. want to share your your yeah. your successes with with your people with the people you love yeah. and your friends. So I was happy yeah. to see you doing your thing while I'm doing my thing. Yes. And we got to rock out at thir at thirty rock at, in yeah. Studio Eight A. So. Um, if 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 y'all haven't y'all are listening, so make sure if you get a chance, you take the spirited actor uh, acting class. Tracy's oh. going to tweak you and and find just the things you need to push your abilities over the top. And again, make sure you watch Tiffany yes. Haddish presents They Ready season two episode six. But watch all of the episodes, all seven episodes, and see just a variety of some amazing comedians. And uh, follow me on Instagram at I am Dean Edwards and TikTok I am Dean Edwards because I'm 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 doing a new series where I'm doing. This thing called 10 a.m. jokes every morning just to give people something funny, something goofy to laugh at every morning. Nice. Um, you know, and I actually have to make sure we have you on my Monday night live cast on Instagram. We're 61 episodes deep. And I've had amazing comics from Tiffany Haddish to Sebastian Maniscalco, Jim Gaffigan, Dion Cole. Wow. But we've also had some just amazing people behind the scenes. Bob Sumner, who was a producer oh, and town wow. coordinator from Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. Twinkie Bird, who, your fellow casting director yep. um, and, and all around amazing talent. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm saying right now, I'd love to have you at some point in July. Just Tracy tell me when to, and where and I am on. Yeah, I'm because on. Because more people don't get to hear you give us these gems uh, by inviting people like myself, but you have a lot of gems in your journey from from yeah. from everything before to to being one of the you know acting coaches that really helped enhance everyone from Eve to Busta Rhymes to Renee from Jean. And you know you just worked with so many talented myself. Yes, so many talented people have come through your class, and, and we should we should celebrate you and give you your roses, girl. Oh, 
Oh, I'll take them, Gene. Thank you yes. for the roses. Of course. <laughs> this of course. is the best, man. I so appreciate love you. And once again, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming on The Spirited Actor. And we will be back on The Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I'm going to give you love. That's what I'm doing. I'm giving love. And now it's time to give love. I was on a set shooting with one of my clients and she had an allergic reaction. We had to leave the set and go to the emergency room. Her manager said that someone needed to go and sit with her. He turned to me and he said, Tracy, she would want you to go back there. It was the first time I felt the trust of my client go beyond an acting coach. I was her friend. I am grateful to continue to witness the growth of our sisterhood. Don't forget to look out for us on our new show, Inside the Black Box. My co-host will be Joe the Legend Morton. It's going to be the Spirited Actor podcast on steroids. We'll be streaming on the Crackle Network. I'll keep you posted. Thank you for joining us on the Spirited Actor podcast with me, Tracy Moore. I look forward to our next Spirited podcast. Thank you. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.